Welcome to Paranerds. This is a bonus episode. Yeah. You weren't expecting this, so it's exciting. Surprise! Happy whatever day I post this. Um, Happy Demon Day. Happy Demon Day. Today's Demon Day officially, from now till forever. Etc, etc. We are going to be uh, reviewing... Uh, talking about discussing the recently dropped The Conjuring 3 trailer. And if you recall, um, was it last season? Yes, it was the finale of last season, uh, ep- uh, season one, episode 10. Called the, devil the Devil Made, made Me Do, do it. it. Which, um, if you're unfamiliar with, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that because. The Conjuring 3 is based on that story that I researched and talked about in detail. So we're kind of reviewing this from the standpoint of, is it accurate? How, does it look like it's going to be accurate? Do we look like it's going to be a complete falsehood? All that. Yeah. Um, you probably remember more about the case than I do, but I, yeah. I remember enough. For this we did to record that episode twice because we had our audio tracks possessed by demons the first time you recorded it, remember? Oh, yeah. And uh, you waited yeah. long enough where I forgot almost everything about the case when we recorded <laughs> it the second time. And now you've like waited long enough fish. since that attempt. So this is all new to you. Kind of. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, if you I'm guys want to follow along, it's on YouTube. The Conjuring 3 official trailer. I'm going to be... Uh, playing it and pausing it in between shots so we can kind of talk about what the shots are, what it looks like, what we think is happening, and all of that. Are you ready, Erica? Yes, and can I just give you, like, bonus points for finding this watch-together thing? Oh, yeah. Because it looks very sharp. It's called, it's W2G.TV. Two, the number two. W2G w2g.tv if anyone wants to use it it's like you can put up a youtube video on the internet and have invite people to your room and you can all watch a youtube video together yep and you don't have to count down to sync up it does it for you it's amazing technology is wild but yes jesse i'm ready ready okay yeah whoa buddy that is an action-packed 20 seconds that was the first shot, 20 seconds. It was a cop car coming down a road and a young man walking in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And he seemed very distressed, like and like he's been through something is how I would describe him. Mm-hmm. And then the shot gets wider and the cop's like, oh my god. He pulls over and is like, oh my god. And then the guy turns around and he's covered in blood yeah. Um, so we can assume that that is the same guy. Uh, fuck, what was his name? Hold up. Pause. I'm going to bring up my notes from that episode. Okay. Should have done this earlier. 
I'm glad you still keep your old episode notes because I do not. <laughs> you really should. Yeah, I probably should. I just have one doc that I like delete at two weeks after an episode drops. I delete those notes. You should definitely save it. You have enough space on Google Drive to save them all. I'll take up a lot of space. So we can assume that that young man was Cheyenne Johnson, um, Arnie right. Cheyenne Johnson. That And he was the one who committed the murder, as we know. Again, this is a true story that this movie is based off of. And, um, I mean, right away, I can tell that that scene is not accurate because he was arrested, um, like, in the forest, like, an hour after it happened. He wasn't walking down a road alone. So. Covered in blood? Like, that's an okay thing to do. Yeah. I don't know how much blood he was actually covered in, in truth, but he did stab and like beat up a lot so he probably was covered in a lot of blood yeah so that might be accurate but they also were going to find him the cops knew he did it and went to find him so it wasn't a random cop like hey you're covered in blood that's (laughs) inaccurate (laughs) yeah already Um, finding falsehood 20 seconds into the two minute 52 second trailer love it love it this is what i do (laughs) Okay, let's keep going. Uh, all right. All oh, right. All right. Dad and Lorraine Warren. So, of course, it would not be a Conjuring film without them. Uh, and, of course, they push, I don't want to say the agenda, but they, they push the selling point of this franchise that it's based on the true case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. So you know them. You're familiar with them. They they were famous for what they did. Dealing yeah. with demons. I- yeah, you can't discredit them at all. Um, they, were they in the first two? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a different case each movie. Yeah, and I mean, they could go on forever with the freaking cases of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, I just hope, well, I know what this is based on, so there won't be a nun, and that'd be great, because the nun was really creepy. <laughs> What was that? Which was that one from? Uh, from The Conjuring 2. Um, oh, remember uh, when we were at Fear Fest and um, our booth buddy across the way had that one? Yes. Yeah, that was from Conjuring yes, 2. Yes, anyone listening, it was um, Andrew who makes oil pastel drawings that are very, very cool. Incredibly each talented. If you're, interested, if you're interested, his handle is, or his art studio is called Chroma Coma. Yep, so. and on Instagram, I believe it's chroma underscore coma. There you go. He yeah. does a really cool conjuring to none. Yeah, like it. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I looked <laughs> at it like I'm house. in awe. You did such a great job. I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> I brought I bought the Darth Maul. I like Darth Maul. Yeah, um, I did Ghostface. Right. I'm more okay with that. But go on. There you go. All right. All right. By the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls. Is that his real name? That doesn't sound familiar. But um, they're just showing like the, the press is turning it into a spectacle. Like, yes. you know, so tons of reporters. Bruno saw the real guy's name was Alan Bono. Um, I guess that wasn't cool enough. Uh, Alan Bono. Maybe they couldn't use Bono because of, you know, Bono. you too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That kind of makes Was sense. Was it spelled that, that way? Be... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably it. They probably didn't. That's probably why they changed it. That's fair. 
Um, yeah, Bono didn't want any emails about murder. <laughs> well, I think it would add, if they did keep it Bono, it would just kind of add a, a level to the movie that people would just associate him with Bono, and they didn't want that. Oh, right. I'm thinking of it in a completely different way. <laughs> like, Bono doesn't want to be legally, bothered. That too. That too. Or associated I'm sure they were like, you know, let's not run into any problems and rename this man to Bruno. Uh, he he could pass for a Bruno. Sure, I don't. I didn't see. He didn't. They showed. Oh murder. right. Oh oh. Sorry. Right. Bruno was the guy that got murdered, not the guy I'm looking He's at. The guy that got murdered. Right. Bruno, right. Bruno, the fake, the fake guy. Real right. guy's name is Alan Bono. Mm-hmm. Um. And they just showed the media spectacle, which that's pretty accurate. I think it was a total media spectacle. Um, when it happened. Well, let's continue. Oh, so they did keep Arnie Johnson correct, even though his name is Arnie Cheyenne Johnson and all his friends called him Cheyenne, but oh well. Yes, yeah. that's that's not that important. Mm-hmm. Nitpicking here. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I think so it's interesting. Is... What? That um they had the Warrens in the courtroom for the trial. Mm, I don't that well, that is true because, um, they were trying. So the defense was trying. The reason this case is so famous is because it's the first time in the U.S. that anyone ever heard of a lawyer, a defense lawyer, saying not guilty by reason of demonic possession. Right. So this shot is Ed Warren talking to the judge, trying to explain why that defense should be allowed and is legitimate. Uh huh. Yeah. And I don't know if that necessarily is true. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because the Warrens were like super involved in all of this. Um, I don't know. I know Lorraine did testify, but I think she was more of like a character witness and she wasn't like allowed to be like, it was demons. She was more talking about (laughs) um, Cheyenne just as a person. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been you. It was demons. It was demons. I mean, it was her too. Oh yeah, <laughs> not just me. <laughs> oh, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. They did have the shot of what we could assume was David mm-hmm. on the waterbed, and something moving underneath of him. Yes. Now, the thing moving underneath of him was not reported in the true story, but um, in the true story, it was David when he was on the waterbed, the waterbed, interesting, (laughs) the waterbed, the waterbed of the new house, and that's when he first encountered the demon. So So they they kept that. It's a half truth. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure they embellished it to be like. Because, you know, that's a fun shot to put a face in the waterbed. Like, of course, that's just cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty accurate. I like that. I mean, yeah. I like it. It's fucking creepy, but... I mean, accurate. it's building suspense in a great way for me, but I'm also a horror fan, so... All right. Wait, who's... The, uh, this, and then this girl we can assume is probably Debbie. So Debbie and Cheyenne were dating very, very seriously, 
and David was the possessed boy who's also Debbie's younger brother. What? What? Witches. (laughs) I just thought maybe that was part of the episode. I don't remember. But I don't remember you bringing up anything about witchcraft. (laughs) There was a footnote that was, like, completely unreported. Or no, you know what it was? It was Lorraine Warren, after the fact, uh, basically completely unfoundedly with no evidence claimed in the book, in her book she wrote, that um, the mother, Debbie's mother, was involved in witchcraft. Oh, yeah. Even though there was no evidence to support that. So I don't know how true that is. But then, but Lorraine basically blame the demonic possession on the mom. Right. So maybe they're playing into that thing, which would make sense. I mean, we'll if see. They were, because that was Lorraine's story, and I know Lorraine um, was, like, was involved with the production of the first two, but she died recently, I think. I mean, I wonder if they were in um, some sort of like pre-production or at least in the script writing phase before she Mm -hmm. passed. I bet. Yeah. So that makes sense that they would put that in there because Lorraine said that that happened, even though, like I said, there's no there's no evidence. Um, But okay. (laughs) Oh, her family was cursed. I don't remember that at all. No. Me neither. Okay, her family was cursed. Okay. Let's go with it. Why not? All right. And here's David on the waterbed again. Ew. Ooh. I hated that. <laughs> that was awful. Um, David was back on the waterbed. And a hand burst through the mattress. How shitty is your waterbed mattress? That somebody could just... Well, it's a demon. Yeah, I guess. Not someone can burst through it, a demon. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm just saying, like, my mom had a waterbed when I was growing up, and, like, it uh-huh. it was... did not look that thin. That looked like someone's, um, yeah. like, wrestling mat that they stretched out. Yeah. yeah, that looked pretty thin. Yeah, but anyway, scary demon punched through scary demon punched the mattress. The Again... That didn't happen. The demon was never in the waterbed in any reports of the story. Um, but I do just commend cinematographers because that's kind of cool. It's just yeah, kind of a cool it shot. does look cool. So that's fair. I'll allow it. I'll allow that one. <laughs> I'm glad the studio has your blessing. <laughs> Only on that one. Okay. I still don't agree with the cop at the beginning, but all right, let's continue. <laughs> That's right, a so that's an old trope. Talking to the cops. What? Oh, just like um, you know, the the logical law abiding skeptics versus oh, yeah. the people that believe in what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. you what you just missed, the uh the cops are like or the one guy, what'd he say? Um, I only believe in reality. Yeah. And uh Lorraine's like, yeah, no. I'm kind of curious because right now the cops, as far as I know, the cops really didn't, there wasn't a lot of investigating ever done because 
it was obvious that Cheyenne stabbed Bono. Like, that was just... There were witnesses. It was done in the middle of the day. Or right. it was, like, the afternoon. Um, so I'm wondering what plot they're inventing here that the Warrens are working with the cops. Because that's not a thing that ever happened. Mm, and as far as I remember, in the first two Conjuring films, and I don't count all the weird, stupid spinoff shit, um... <laughs> I don't remember them ever working side by side with the police. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that's something new and um, not based in fact. Um, they did work with like the defense team just to like build a case about demonic possession, but there was no like investigation by cops at all. Yeah, because it was like he stabbed that guy. And everyone knew it. And even Cheyenne was like, yeah, I stabbed that guy. There was there was an investigation. There was no need. So. All right. What is she doing? Right now she's like holding a pendulum. Um, Half of my frame is cut off by more videos every time you hit pause. Oh. So. I'm sorry. That's fine. Ah. Okay, so she had a pendulum and she touched the ground. Mm -hmm. It got dark. Also, um, not that anybody else cares, but I get excited. Well, they say from New Line Cinema, and I know Jesse likes them because they did Lord of the Rings. And, oh, good! I didn't know that. I, lo I love. I'm New Line pretty. I'm like 99% sure they were responsible for Lord of the Rings. But the the reason I like them, um, New Line became big because they were the house that Freddy Krueger built. It was the Nightmare on oh. Elm Street movies that made them like a more legitimate um, production company. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Pause. Well, that, that was a lot to unpack. That was a lot in, like, a couple seconds. So we got Lorraine. I guess she's, like trying to like sense the past of the area and she had a vision of a girl it looks like being creepy yeah um in the woods with like glowing eyes yes glowing eyes and then there was a shot like in a kitchen where something was like running at the camera jump scare moment Good times for everyone. I don't know what that was at all. That doesn't sound like anything in the true story. No, I think this is the part where they're a bit into exaggerating truth for the sake of cool jump scares and stuff. But that's what frustrates me about device. the story, because you don't need it. The story has enough it even has, like, this, like, build-up of, like, them going to, you know, getting together, like, um, this, like, really, like, slow setup, and then David's possessed, and then, you know, the, um, what's the part called? The climax of him murdering the guy. And then there's even falling action of, like, the court case afterwards. Like, I feel like the, the true story is a movie you don't have to add all this other crap i agree but also when you're in a pre-existing franchise that has like certain 
expectations, probably. I guess. I, I, I mean, like I just it. get frustrated whenever they say based on a true story, but they stray so much from the fact that I almost think they right. should give up the right to be able to say that. Right. Inspired by maybe. Yeah. Inspired by actual events hits the ear a little different. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there was like a, I assume that was the reverend brought in from out of town mm-hmm. coming and then the, um, the fucking, oh, it was um, Denethor, the actor that played Denethor in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's why he was familiar. That was him. Okay. He said, a master Satanist must not be taken lightly, right? Is that what he said? Uh, and there's that witch totem again. Oh, that is the, oh, it's like in a vase. Mm. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I always get frustrated. Sorry, um, I always get frustrated when devil worshipping and witchcraft seem to always walk hand in hand in movies. Yeah. When that's not how it is at all. No, not even close. No, but also I think about like this took place in 1981, right? Well, I know it was mid 80s. Beep, beep. Yes. Yeah, yes, so yeah, uh, it like started in 1980 and then went on for a couple of years. So yeah, you're on the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I. That's what I was thinking. Like that time frame in the U.S. was like satanic panic all over the news. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there were some cases where people were going to jail for things they didn't even do just because they were alternative looking. Right. Like right. the equivalent of 2005. Me buying, like, chained pants at Hot Topic, going to jail for the murder of some kid, just because, oh, the devil. Huh? When is that? Is there a specific story you're referencing? There is a specific. um, uh, That's a, well, I can give you, like, a brief, because I know we're not trying to, like, make this heckin' long and we still have a minute of trailer to go through. But um, there was a case called the West Memphis Three, and it happened sometime in the 80s. There were three young boys that were murdered, and there were three teenagers that were framed for the murder of those kids. And it was in a... Why? Why were they framed? Because it was yeah. a just a really Bible Belt kind of town in, uh-huh. um, in Arkansas. And they were the freaks, and it was really easy to say, like, oh, well, they mm-hmm. draw pentagrams in their notebooks, really, because they're just trying to be rebellious and edgy. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, pentagram in their notebook. Come on, but yeah, but no joke, like those three guys, huh? In middle school, I had like pentagrams on a belt when I was in middle school because I thought it was edgy, exactly. But yeah, two of those guys got life in prison, and one of them was on death row. And the state, after I think 17 or 18 years of them being in prison, finally sprung them loose, and the state admitted that they fucked up. Is what happened. Oh, it was they something. Damages? They no, they did something money. called like an Alfred plea, which basically said they're still yeah. in paper. They're still guilty, but they're going to let them go anyway, which mm-hmm. is stupid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they missed almost 20 yeah. years of life. And honestly, I think the only reason those guys were released is because they garnered so much celebrity attention, like benefits oh, yeah, played for the them. Case and- with a lot with a lot of those kinds of cases. Yeah, like, like the only people who are found innocent is if they get enough media attention about it. 
Oh, yeah. Which is kind of why I love the true crime community, which is like a new thing um, for it to be as large. I mean, there's always been investigators, but just the fact that we have so many just and Reddit is full of fucking true crimers. And it's like these old cases are getting reopened because of people who are just interested and the massive following that exists now. Yeah. Amazing. No, but it was it was ridiculous. Like the the DNA was there to be tested and the state wouldn't test it unless they came up with the money. Yep. That's wild. But anyway, tragically, that's pretty common. uh, Before we go back to it, just one one more thing I wanted to say about this case, because I think it's brilliant. The guy that was on death row that's out. Well, all three of them are out now, but that guy specifically Mm -hmm. now makes his money on Patreon doing like Wiccan magic. I love that. Which is awesome. Like, he gets to live his truth and he doesn't have to worry about dying in an electric chair for it anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, he still has that guilty on his fucking record. I'm sure he can't get hired. Yeah. So, like, good thing he he made his own living. Like, a lot of people don't get to do that because they don't get to have careers mm-hmm. after this bullshit happens to them. So, I'm, I'm glad that it, uh, he got something. Yeah. If, um, if anyone's curious... Yeah, if anyone's curious, just look up um, Damien Eccles. Ah. Yeah. All right. Back to it. Oh, gross. I did not like that shot. Afraid of the shower now, huh? Yep. There's a shot of perhaps David in a bathtub, in a clawfoot bathtub. Ooh, Erica's favorite. Yep. And... (laughs) A the the curtains were closed and over the top of the curtain rod a fucking little devil hand like curling over. Uh, Dude, that happened to me when I was in your old apartment. What are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> For as old as that place was, I didn't never got creepy vibes there. Actually, no, no, your place was comfortable. Yeah. It was a little creaky, but it wasn't even. Yes. Yeah, it was creaky, but. No, it wasn't too creepy. So I think they're really leaning into the witch's backstory is kind of what I'm seeing there. Well, since you've never seen any of the Conjuring movies, right? No. Just to give you a little background, Mm -hmm. Lorraine's thing is generally like she can kind of put herself in the space of what someone's gone through by touching things. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so like... The bit where she's, like, transforming is really her, like, having visions and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense when she, like, touched the ground and she was like, something happened here. Right. That's what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, actually, that makes sense if they're... So I think they're leaning into the, okay, this family was cursed by witches a long time ago. The mother... And I'm sure they got that storyline from the fact that Lorraine said, oh, the mom's involved in witchcraft, right? Right. So, that's what she seems to be doing in these shots, is looking at the past or whatever other people went through, and they are witches doing some spooky shit. Mm-hmm. Probably demon shit. Which, again... Totally demon shit. Not all witches are fucking devil worshippers. No. Actually, most of them are. I think and actual Satanists are. <laughs> aren't even devil worshipping. No. Actual no, Satanists just believe in difference. the power of self. Yeah. And actually, yeah. like, I'm not trying to 
throw religion stones, whatever gets you through this hard life. As long as you're not hurting people, you do you. But I've seen groups of Satanists do a lot more community service than some churches do. So, you know, Mm -hmm. let that be that. Mm -hmm. Check your priorities, guys. Right. You can throw stones. Actually, my I've researched our next episode. And I I throw stones at Christianity, man. Uh, Quite a few. Oh, yeah. I've got a fucking beef. Yeah. (laughs) A beef. A big one. A beef. Big old beef with them. All right. Let's continue. Yes. All right. So we had David doing some spooky shit. That was the kid mm-hmm. on the table. Some backbending uh, weird uh-huh. stuff. Spooky, spooky, creepy stuff, which all that is reported. Um, he did attempt to stab his grandmother while he was possessed. So that all checks out. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I would love to know Denethor's character. I have no idea what he is. He might be a priest. Yeah. That's my guess. Um, he's a man of the cloth in some kind of way. Kind of seems like it. He's wearing like a button-up shirt, but he's kind of like a, I don't know, father figure. Not father figure, but like... A father. Educated person who's just like telling them oh lorraine you're gonna hurt yourself if you try to save this child i don't know he knows yeah, that that totally checks out for this franchise i think that's always like this is the most dangerous thing you've ever embarked on <laughs> and then they're fine three conjurings later <laughs> this is the most dangerous watch thing by the time like on. i turn 45 it's gonna be like the conjuring 13 and they'll apocalypse. have to get new actors. They prevent the apocalypse. And there's, they're nuking the world. And then yeah. the one after that is going to be the universe. So they just got to build Yeah, they're fighting that. demons in space. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll watch that one. The okay. Conjuring where they're fighting demons in space. I will watch that one. You hear that new line? That's what you got to do to get Jesse to watch your Conjuring films. Put aliens Throw in them it. in space. <laughs> Okay, so there was a shot of a priest looking like he was exercising Cheyenne in a in the prison. Huh. Which is bullshit. Yeah, I don't think that would happen that did there. Not happen. That was the weird thing about Cheyenne's case and why there was a lot of like even if the judge allowed um not guilty by demonic possession, which the judge did not allow that. Um there was still even a lot of holes in saying that Cheyenne was possessed. Because I think at the end of our story, our sort of conclusions we drew together mm-hmm. was he wasn't possessed. It was his girlfriend. Well, like that the girlfriend manipulated him. Exactly. And and the re- one of the big reasons for us believing that is because before and after the stabbing that Cheyenne stabbed that guy... He never showed any other signs of, or he did show signs of possession before, because he was being creepy, like, at bedtime, he was being weird, Debbie. Debbie reported, remember, Debbie's the only one that reported that, she's Mm -hmm. the only one that saw it. Right. But then after the stabbing, there was no signs of possession. Yeah. So, and that was very much in line with our theory that it was Debbie, Debbie manipulated him into stabbing a guy she did not like yeah that was uh i didn't 
come to the conclusion of like, well, maybe it was like, no, 100% with no doubt at all. If I were on a jury and it was my decision yeah. to like blame somebody, it would have been her. Right. I would sleep very well at night saying that out loud. Mm-hmm. And she stayed with him after he got out of prison. Oh. All right. Yeah. Oh. A uh, demon almost dragged Lorraine off a cliff. So these demons are really coming after Lorraine in this, aren't they? Well, yeah, because I'm sure in the demon community, like they understand demon community, like they all talk. But um, she she exposes them like that's what she does. She tries to like right the wrongs that are happening. And I think it's probably pissing them off. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, that was never that that makes sense. Like um, you explaining it that way. But that was never reported in the original story. Lorraine nope. was never. No, but again, like you, you're, it's good you're like talking about this with somebody who likes the franchise and has seen the movies. It it works out. <laughs> you remember the real case. And, uh, I like movies. <laughs> uh, if anything, the only other person who was like personally like attacked by the demons, you know, there's David originally possessed, Cheyenne claiming he was possessed, and then the priests also had a lot of weird things. Oh my god, my dogs. We can wait a minute. Okay, they stopped. Uh, well, if okay, I... They stopped. <laughs> if I remember correctly... Uh, the priests were the only other ones who were kind of, like, attacked by the demons, in a way. Well, and yeah. when, when David was going through, it wasn't Cheyenne like, No! Take me! Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, they're, they have to have that scene in the movie. If they don't have that scene in the movie, they're fucking up. Well, the trailer might not show everything, but let's right, see. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm just saying. If that part's not in the movie, then come on, guys. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So then that was it. That was just the... That's all. Okay. Well, listen. I know you're not a horror movie person, but I think for no. podcast research reasons, it would be beneficial for us to watch this together. Maybe, and I'm only saying maybe because I haven't seen a movie in a theater in fucking years. I am coming over next week. We can do this maybe like Friday night or on like Sunday. We should see it at the bird. Watch all the conjurings? Oh, I mean, I was talking, not all of them, just this one. Oh. Well, this one's not out yet. Oh, sorry, I wasn't even paying attention. What date is it out? <laughs> Let me Google it. <laughs> I don't know either. But yeah, um... Wait, it is out! It's already oh. out? I guess. Well, hopefully it's still out when I see you next week. God damn it. Fine, I'll do it. I'm Good. gonna be mad, though. That's fine. <laughs> you get mad. Get big <laughs> mad. I don't care. Watch it with me. I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna have to, like, clutch your arm the whole time. That's oh fine. God, I'll wear... the actor that plays... You see the actor that plays, um... David, he's the cutest little kid in the whole world. I'll wear like a real like thick arm guard or something. <laughs> <laughs> I might punch you. I can't. I'll just There's wear a full a body Warren. suit. It's fine. I'll wear a helmet. Who is Judy Warren? 
Huh? What? Oh, Ed and Lorraine Warren had a daughter, and she is a character in the movie. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think she was in the other ones, too. I forget. She was, yeah, because I'm seeing, like, stills of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, different movie. It was either in the first or the second one. Like, there was a scene where Lorraine was, like, in a trance, and she had a Bible in her hands, and the pages were going crazy, and she was, like, carving the name of the demon into the pages. Because they could only banish it once they said its name out loud. Okay. And the daughter, like, walked into the room while she was doing that, I remember. And I think in the first one, like, the daughter was in danger when Annabelle, the doll, was on the loose. I don't know. She was on the loose? Well, not on the loose, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) like she was just booking it. Where'd she go? <laughs> she went. She went to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> uh, the Conjuring Three. Well, The Conjuring. Oh yeah, there's plenty of theaters in Richmond showing it. There's like ten God of them. Damn it! Great. Yeah, there's a lot of witches in here. I'm just looking at the cast. Lots of witches. Mm-hmm. Witch woman. Her character's name is Witch Woman. Nice. I I just I already have a feeling I'm not gonna like this movie. Not only because of the jump scares, but also it just seems like they're associating witchcraft with like evil, 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 and I don't like that. That's horror as a genre. Like it. Well, they have to stop it. <laughs> there's a lot of things, but they gotta stop. Yeah. I don't accept. Well, anyways. We'll report back. That'll be a current event on another episode. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Fuck. Current event. Let's talk about it. Current event. I hate everyone and I never want to see another movie again because this was a horrible time. That's not the first time you said that to me, but anyway. No. (laughs) Well, but yeah, uh, thanks for hanging in there with us and thanks discovering the trailer. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, tell us what you thought about the trailer or the movie once we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I'm not going to like it. I'm already not excited. <laughs> you also don't like horror movies at all. so It's also going to be so far from the truth, which is going to piss me off. I'll be like, stop. So, yeah. Oh, well, I'll do it, though. And I'll hate it and everyone else. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Paranerds has been brought to you by Podmoth.